0: You're listening to Stories of Hope, a Bible Discovery Podcast. Hi, Amy. Hey, Casey. How's it going?
1: Pretty good.
0: So we are doing our first live-ish <laughs> studio podcast. Uh, this is for your Wednesday night group, right?
1: Yeah, so um, several people from our Wednesday night group couldn't make it, so we decided to just try doing this, making a podcast version, so that our group members can listen to this and our own, in their own time.
0: And today we have a special guest, who's our special guest?
2: My name is Evie.
1: And how old are you, Evie?
2: I'm 7.
1: Yeah.
0: And so. who are you? This is our oldest daughter, <laughs> Evie. She forgot she's our daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Sometimes
0: I'm a bit forgetful. What am I supposed to say? It's okay. (laughs) Microphone angst is real. (laughs) All right, so we are starting a new series tonight called the I Am Statements from the Book of John. This is a companion series from what we have been doing so far, the Seven Signs in John. So do you want to introduce anything else about this before we dive into the first
1: statement? I mean, I'm just really interested in what Jesus actually said and did. And with the seven signs, um, we get to see what Jesus did and some of his words around it. But then um, in Companion, the the writer who wrote the Gospel of John, John um, was... Um, also had these parallels with the things that he did and then things that he said about himself. And so in this series, we are not focusing so much on what he did, but we're focusing on the, the, these bold statements that he said about himself. And yeah, what was going on around them, what they mean.
0: So I have to admit, I am feeling a little nervous about the paraphrasing portion of this series because, you know, before we've just had uh, these stories, these narratives. Mm -hmm. And narratives are simple. You just learn the story, tell the story. Mm -hmm. But this, you have to learn what's going on in these dialogues. And this one is really challenging.
1: Well, I mean... Anytime there's a paraphrase and you feel like, okay, this is exactly what Jesus said. I don't want to mess with what Jesus said. It's okay to just quote him, obviously. You don't have to come up with your own words for something that is pretty straightforward or something that's weird, so you're not sure what it quite means.
0: All right. So where is our passage this evening?
1: So the statements that he starts making about himself start in the sixth chapter, um, but where it picks up toward the end. So in this case, we, if you've done our previous series where he does his, hit the works that he did, um, you learn about Jesus feeding the 5,000 plus people. And then we learn about him walking on water and then directly after these two stories. Um, so it's all happening in the same day, as far as we can tell, Jesus also, has this dialogue in a synagogue with the Jews um, in the community. So most of them have just seen him do these miraculous works, and they're curious um, as to what he's going to say in the synagogue, in this teaching place in the synagogue.
0: Okay. So do you want to read the scripture this time, or do you want me to?
1: You can read it, and then I'll paraphrase. I'm okay. feeling bold.
0: Okay, so uh, John chapter six. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version,
1: like always. Uh, can you give me the verses again? So we are going to pick up there. This actually, the story is all long and and connected, but we're going to pick up right where he says this bold statement, um, starting at forty-seven, and we're going to keep going until let's say sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Yes.
0: Okay, this is a long one. Yes. All right, here we go. (laughs) Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may have eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One
1: of God. Amen so yeah this is long um what do you think there was was there some weird stuff in there
2: (laughs) yeah like eating Jesus' flesh yeah we'll definitely get (laughs) back to that we can't see him so how can we eat him right how can
1: we obey that Yeah, let's talk about that in just a minute. So the thing that we always do with our Bible studies is um, we read the passage and then we say it again in our own words. So it kind of makes our brains percolate it a little bit, think over it just a bit. So I'll be the one to do the um, putting things in my own words. So I'm saying to you, literally, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. But this is the bread that comes from heaven so that when you eat this bread, you will not die. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, they will live forever. And this bread is the life of the world in my flesh. Then the the people in the synagogue began to argue amongst one another, saying, How can this man give his body to eat? So Jesus said to them, I'm saying to you literally <laughs> but not literally, I'm saying to you figuratively, I'm saying to you truly, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life eternally and I will raise that person up on the last day for my body is true food and my blood is true drink and anyone who drinks of my body and drinks of my blood lives with me and I live in him as the living father sent me and I live because of, that, because of the Father, so he, anyone who eats me also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as our ancestors ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. And these things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. But some of his followers heard what he was saying and they said, this is weird. How can we even listen to something this bizarre? And Jesus, hearing and understanding what people were saying, said, Does this bother you? What, what then if you see the Son of Man ascending where he came before? What if he went up to heaven? It is spirit who gives life. Because flesh can do nothing without spirit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who I know don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning that he had some people who were following him that didn't actually believe in him. And he even knew who was going to betray him. And for this For this reason, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless the Father has granted it. And because of this statement, many of the people who had been following him around stopped following him around, and they walked away from him. So Jesus turned to the, his 12 disciples, so his, his um, big 12 guys that he spent the most time with, and he said, are you going to go too? And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed, and we now know that you are the Holy One of God.
0: Wow. I don't even know how we would put that in the bus stop form.
1: (laughs) We might have to shorten this a bit. (laughs) Maybe take chunks of it. So, Evie, did you have something to say?
2: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The last 12 disciples... Mm -hmm. They knew that Jesus was the Holy One. Mm -hmm. I bet of it.
1: Yeah, you really think so?
2: Yes, I'm sure.
1: Did you realize that right after that, he kind of calls out Judas because he knows that Judas, one of the 12, is going to turn his back on him right when it's really important. Isn't that amazing? And he still treated him like one of the 12. So... Um, the next thing that we always do is to check and see if there's anything that we need to add to make sure that that's, um, that that makes sense in the context. Like a synagogue is the place where the Jews worshiped God, the Holy one of the Bible. So a lot of these people already knew about what was said in the old Testament and uh, what we call the old Testament in the Christian church. And, um, when he refers to or the ancestors, he's talking about the, 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 the ancestors of the people who were were in that synagogue. They weren't like spiritual ancestors. They actually were physically the ancestors of these people um, who experienced God moving among them a long time ago. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, he's directly referencing uh, the wandering in the wilderness where God fed them faithfully with manna. Mm -hmm. Uh, and There's always this connection going on here. Whose ancestors are... um, I don't know, the most legitimate <laughs> it seems. <clears throat> the closest to God. Yes. So it seems that uh, there's there's always this whose ancestry, where where my religion comes from, all that. And so he's always calling out the ancestors and you know, this is directly ties back to that manna
1: story. Yeah. Amy, did you have a question?
2: Yes, I do. It's just I believe Jesus is real. Even if somebody if Some people think he's not real. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't see the real things. Like sometimes you can't see a shot and they're real.
1: Mm, That's a good point. So in this passage, it's talking about that some people believe and some people don't believe even though they see amazing things. And I think that's a good point that every person needs to come to that decision of whether they're personally going to believe or not. So let's um, talk about... So the manna was after the Israelites had been freed from being slaves in Egypt, and they were now free, but still in the wilderness and learning to trust God. Um, So anything else that you can think of that a person would need to know about the people of Israel or what we're reading in this passage to be able to understand its meaning? Obviously, it's a pretty strange statement to begin with but um what anything else that we need to know
0: um we were discussing earlier about uh the role of cannibalism and whether this would have been a legitimate interpretation or if if anybody thought that yeah if anybody uh this really seems to come more down to uh the use of extreme hyperbole, to prove a point. The only thing I can think of that refers to cannibalism uh, is more in reference to the curse of the law.
1: Mm
0: So other than that... What is
1: the curse of the law? Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) important. Yeah, so um, when when, sometimes when the Bible talks about bad things that happen, it's more of like a negative promise that if you refuse to obey the law, then bad things are going to happen to you. And among those things... Um, you looked up in Leviticus 23, it, 26, 26. Sorry. I can read 26. Um, it mentions that, um, if you, if you keep doing these bad things that you're going to end up cannibalizing your own children, like it's, mm-hmm. it's that the situation will become that dire. Not that, you will be i will curse you as god and make you turn you into a cannibal but it will be like the, if you don't do the right thing that this things are going to get worst this situation bad.
0: and we do see that happening before the exiles mm-hmm. um you know, when, when the north kingdom was carried out and then later in the southern kingdom when those cities were under siege it got that bad
1: mm-hmm. um <laughs> that bad that bad Yep. well they needed a rescuer they needed jesus to come so are they, and they needed what God to way? redeem them. The Jews, the people of Israel.
2: Oh, sorry.
1: It's okay. Um. So, okay. I feel like that's a bit of yeah. context. It's enough to get started.
0: Yeah, without getting graphic.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, so in this passage, again, it's a kind of big chunk, but I think that we can like look at, there's, there's, Three main things that happen in this. Jesus makes this weird statement about he- how he's the bread of life. God sent him. And so you have to eat him to become to become one with God. And then um, there's two reactions. There's the people who are like, what in the world? Um,
0: this is disgusting. This is
1: disgusting. And then there are those who are like, okay, I- I'm hearing you. And I know you're the holy one. So I think that's got kind of the three breakdowns mm-hmm. um, that I'm seeing here in this passage. Um, looking at that, um, and we're going back to the question. So we always ask Evie, um, what do you see in this passage? What What does this passage tell you about God?
2: Which passage?
1: The one that we just read, this, this thing about Jesus claiming to be the bread of life. What does that say about God?
2: That God so loved the world, he gave his only son— whoever believes in him will not perish but have
1: eternal life that's a very good point hey when when you say that you're quoting from the same book did you know that jesus said that to nicodemus just three chapters previous when jesus was trying to explain another hard truth to a jewish leader he explained to him that god sent his son and you're right that this is clearly God sent Jesus, right?
2: So that he could save the world.
1: Right. And then it's saying to be a part of that salvation, you need to do what?
2: Follow him.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's saying you need to eat Jesus' flesh and blood.
2: But that's not exactly what he meant.
1: What do you think he meant?
2: He meant that you have to, that you, that you should Follow him to have eternal life.
1: What do you mean by following him? Do you literally mean walking around after him?
2: (laughs) No. I don't know how to describe it.
1: (laughs) Well, one of the things that we have talked to you about before is trust and obey.
2: Yeah. You have to obey and trust God Mm -hmm. to follow him. Yeah. I don't know how to describe following him except that you... Walk around following somebody, but, but how do you, this is a different How concept. do you
1: even know and trust Jesus? Well, <laughs> well where the can Bible we? Yeah, tells me that. Exactly. right. The Bible,
2: yeah,
0: that's where we find that's our instructions.
2: That's actually how I learned to be a Christian, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> that when we um, literally heard about God, <laughs> have you ever heard I devoured that book? It's an expression that it's kind of the same. It's a similar thing that when we, what we take into our minds, what we take into our hearts, that is a way of consuming it and making it a part of us. And in this way, Jesus is saying, you need to take, you need to take me on. You need to um, absorb me into you, in your mind and your heart. So one
0: thing I noticed we can learn about God here is that he's the one actively drawing people to himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's God sent his son out and yeah and he's also the Holy Spirit is drawing people to Jesus. So there's this pulling in together He's trying to get people back to God. Okay. We are going to move on to the, the next question that we always always ask. And depending on what's going on in the story, some questions are easier and more obvious than others, um, but we always ask the same questions anyway. And the first question that we're going to ask this is, is always, is there a sin in this passage that you need to avoid? Wow. Are there is there a sin in this passage that you need to avoid?
2: Not believing Jesus, what Jesus said.
1: Yeah, that's the worst thing you can do, right? And that's really all I see in there is it's choosing whether you're going to believe or not, we're not believe. believe. Right. Awesome.
0: Yeah, because Jesus said Just something very... him. Jesus <laughs> said something very difficult and there were two responses. Um, the people who didn't want to believe in him used it as an excuse to doubt what he was saying. But the people who did believe in him... Even though they were confused, they responded in faith and said, what are you
1: talking about? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And then
2: he had to explain it all over again clearer.
1: Yeah, which he often does for us. So that was pretty simple. Now, is there in this passage, do you see a promise either being made or fulfilled? Do you know how to fulfill a promise? Not really. (laughs) So when I say Evie, when we get home, I promise I will give you ice cream. When how do I fulfill that promise?
2: By giving me ice cream afterwards.
1: Exactly. So, in this passage, are we do we have anything that's being fulfilled? Casey, do you see anything?
0: Um, I had a note I wrote down. Yes, there it is. <laughs>
1: You, we were looking at um, the passage of fifty three through fifty eight. There's a lot of if then conditional statements. Is that what you're talking about, or are you thinking yes, about something else? Yeah, I believe else?
0: that was. Where I'm trying to get over to my note here. So I am both participating in the conversation and running all of the production equipment at the same time. <laughs> yeah, he kind of brings back is. some memories. So <laughs> yeah, I mean there there's these if then clauses. If you eat my flesh. If you drink my blood, then you will receive salvation. That's kind of the gist of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And so we get this conditional setup here. But it's a promise. It's those who consume me will be saved. Yeah.
2: And what does consume mean?
1: What does consume mean? Do you know what that means? No. It's another way to say to take something inside of you. So consume can mean to eat, but it also can mean to buy something um or it can mean to um to absorb it any other way like you can just one um, question. to use it up just to, one question you, like you can consume lotion so there's there's many ways to get something that and how you use it and consuming is a more general term yeah.
0: and so what we see here is the promise of those who Really, I think it's expressed a little better in the book when it talks about abiding in him, being a mm-hmm. part of him, that relationship with him. Yeah, You see that promise that they will be raised up on the last day. And so mm-hmm. the idea of salvation then becomes synonymous with the promise of being resurrected.
1: Yeah, I, I like how that, it's like there's there's the being drawn, like mm-hmm. we're kind of passive in that, that we God is drawing us to him. And then we have the active moment where we choose to consume we choose to take on jesus and then there's this reciprocal i abide and and he abides and we abide together and then again he promises that he will raise us up in the final day so again we're in the passive Mm -hmm. but that's because it's something only god can do
0: yeah Uh, i'll used to something like this maybe would have been a little ew God's the only but at the same time I get so much comfort from the fact that God initiates those steps. He's the one who initiates making us better. He's the one who initiates the resurrection we respond. But I don't have to be the one to make the first move. God does that. Absolutely. Do you think
2: that Jesus would be mad if we bite and if I bit him
1: I think he would be like, whoa, I meant it in spirit, not in physical. That's, that's that's what
0: he, I wonder if his disciples maybe uh, had that look on their face. And like, he, he uh, read, I'm not going to bite you. He knew what was in their hearts and their minds and it was like, <laughs> No, don't bite me. (laughs) No, that's not what.
1: So, um, all right, these are pretty incredible promises that the relationship that we have with God is He draws us, then we take Him, and then we abide together, and one day He will resurrect us and we will be together forever without sin, total togetherness. Like, that is an incredible promise. I think that I might need to memorize 53 through 58. Like, Those are some pretty amazing promises Mm -hmm. from God. Okay. So, um, to not, we could spend the whole time there, but, um, we also, it also mentions in verse 69 that, um, um, Peter mentions him as the Holy one of God. What is that like an official title for something or?
0: I believe it is. I haven't, um, looked at all the messianic threads in the old Testament in Mm -hmm. a bit, um, but the Holy One does um, reference uh, the Messiah, references um, that God's anointed, his set-apart one.
1: Yeah, it, it looks like this is him declaring him as the long-awaited, promised one. So, yeah, I just had to mention that one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the next thing that we always ask is, is there an example here that we should follow?
0: I I would say Yes um the big one is it's kind of a, a a theme that we've been hitting on in the entire book of John it's that example of asking questions and so specifically the disciples were they they, they come across something that's hard to understand they they can't reason it out and instead of falling away they ask the question evie have you ever had a question or something presented to you and you're like i don't understand this yes many 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 times and do you ever learn the answer by walking away from the question
2: no you actually don't even you don't even give people a chance to respond
0: exactly like (laughs) if you're at school and you don't understand something what do you have to do
2: ask exactly what that is. Like, this happened today. Somebody said this weird word, and <laughs> I had to ask, what does this mean? Uh-huh. Instead of going, um, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah.
1: If you walk away, then you break down that relationship. If you ask the question, it builds the relationship. You and get closer.
0: We talk about the word disciples. Do you know what disciple means, Evie? Uh,
2: Follower? It also, Jesus? it
0: also means a student. Jesus had a school, and these guys were in his school.
2: Wait. He literally had a building where he teached nope,
0: school? No, they walked no. around.
1: In olden times, they walked around. They're more like an apprentice where he were learning how to do things the way he does things, to talk the way he talks.
2: Like a
0: pupil? Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly.
0: And so we the example here that we want to take away is to be like Jesus's students and to ask him questions when he does something or says something we don't understand. Mm -hmm. Our response should be to ask more questions to God.
1: Mm -hmm. I think we can also look at the examples of the people who in the manna story, in the original story about, um, the ancestors who ate the manna and see what we can learn from that. But we're not going to focus on that one, but that's just, if you want to go deeper, that's a way to go deeper with the story is to see what the examples of our forefathers were. Um, also, um, we could also talk about Peter's confession again, um, that he, um, he didn't understand there were questions, but rather than focus on the questions, he made a statement of faith. He was going to believe in Jesus and on Jesus. Um, even when things didn't quite make sense. And this is true in any kind of relationship. Sometimes spouses have to be like, okay, I don't understand why you're doing this right now, but know that I'm with you. Um, I'm with you to the end. And, That's true um, in the case of a disciple of Jesus, that we have to, sometimes when things are hard, we have to make those statements of faith.
0: Yeah, the negative example here would be the Pharisees. When hearing the hard thing, they had no faith in Jesus. They just kept trying to catch him in something so that they could accuse him. Um, And we see his reaction here is really strong. He's like, okay, fine. You don't understand. You don't want to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, So there's a negative example here, and it's in contrast to the disciples. You know, mm-hmm. They were not his students. They had no desire to be his students, and so they didn't approach the situation with faith.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, and we can now look at if there's any commands in this story that we need to obey.
0: Yeah, there's none that pop out to me explicitly. Did you note anything that maybe was either kind of overall overreaching part of the book or just what do you think the Evie? was there
1: some a lesson that we should learn from this a can command from Jesus that we should follow
2: so the answer is to believe him right that is the one command
0: yeah it, it's that's not really important it's <laughs> not really stated outright but it, it is it's taught here yeah we we see that with all of this imagery that um, that's the expectation
1: Absolutely. So what does this whole passage um, say about humanity? So we started our conversation saying, what does this say about God? Now, what does this say about humans?
0: I'm going to go back to what strikes me the most in this is that humans have to be drawn by God into a relationship with him. He makes the first move.
1: Absolutely. And I think you've mentioned before, like, there's, um, the Holy Spirit is definitely involved in the situation. He talks about God, the father and he being the son. Um, but there's also this implied, if not direct saying that the Holy Spirit is the one that draws us in to God and that we need, We don't have to depend on our own will or our own intellect to be able to come to become a Christian. Um, The Holy Spirit is actually the one that draws us to God and we react to the love that he shows us.
0: Exactly. Um, I think another thing we learn about people is they don't actually have to eat the body of Jesus or drink his blood. Right. And that's a simple statement but that comes from our that that comes from our tradition and our faith history and our understanding of the bible and that's important because mm-hmm. many uh the christian traditions many of the people we know that have come from many different traditions have had some very interesting teachings on that mm-hmm. on the role of communion the the role of the elements in communion do they become the blood and body of Jesus or any of these kinds of things, you know, these are questions that have gone back for hundreds of years. Um, so I don't want to belabor the point, but we're, we're teaching emphatically that they, those things do not become the blood and the body of Jesus. That's not what is in play here. That's not the most important thing here.
1: Yeah. Like in 63, he says, what I have spoken to you is spirit. Like it's not physical. Exactly. Um, that it, it, yeah agreed okay so um, that kind of concludes our discussion of the passage itself um, we can now go to our third third that when we break down normally in our groups we talk about our own personal needs and our and we pray together and then we do the bible discussion and then our last third is we think about how we can React um, in our week to um, what we have seen. And one of the easiest questions that we always ask in our podcast is, in what situation would you tell this story to somebody? So you guys can think about that um, and maybe respond in the comments or um, for those of you who are listening in the WhatsApp group, you can put in our WhatsApp conversation. um, In what situation to whom would you tell this story?
0: So, yeah, this has been a very interesting uh, way to do this Bible study this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not that, it's not dissimilar to the way we do podcasting anyways, mm-hmm. um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. We really do want to hear your comments, mm-hmm. um, so either the comment section on the website where this is hosted, Uh, Or in the WhatsApp group. So if you're a part of our WhatsApp group, uh, let us know, uh, again, the situation in which you would tell us. And if you you noticed anything maybe we missed in those spec questions, um, Mm -hmm. did we miss a sin? Did we miss a promise, an example, or a command? Um, Or if anything just stands out to you about the character of God. Mm -hmm. let us know
1: okay evie i'm guessing you have a possibility of where where you would tell this story no
2: i don't i want to ask if we could do this more often this is so much fun
1: (laughs) we'll see okay (laughs) maybe not every time but sometimes we can bring you in yes so um so obviously, one of the places that I would tell the story is if there were people who were asking about the Lord's Supper, Communion, how how Mass, however you call it, and um, when we um, in every Christian tradition, there's some form of people who eat bread and drink wine or grape juice in order to remember. Um, the body and blood of Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. And the meaning behind that is um, sometimes a little bit confusing. And so I think looking at the words of Jesus and how he described it is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's an, Can you think of another situation?
0: This This conversation was... Um, it was a very, I don't know if you call it intimate, but it, you, there was a lot of in-the-know kind of things going on here. Mm-hmm. You had to know the story of Moses, and you had to know the story of the manna, and you had to know the stories of all of the different rabbis that were kind of influencing these Pharisees. Not that you who are listening need to know this, but this is a, this is a very specific story mm-hmm. to religious people, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this story... Probably is best told to people who are religious, to yeah. people who believe in God, who maybe consider themselves uh, followers of Jesus or followers of God. Um, you know, Maybe they come from one of the other uh, traditions, either the Jewish tradition or an Islamic tradition or something like that. This is an interesting story because it very plainly puts it out there that Jesus is saying, no, I am the way. Mm -hmm. which is another statement we will get into in this series yes um and so yeah i'm not just the teacher
1: i'm not just the teacher teaching you about the way i am the actual like i'm not asking giving you a philosophy i'm giving you myself exactly yeah that's a pretty religious people Mm
0: -hmm. um, especially uh, people who follow uh one of the abrahamic religions yeah um this is a very important story in all of those traditions
1: yeah and it's pretty bold too for him to be like oh no you have to cannibalize me to to be able to come to heaven so obviously it makes people be like i'm sorry you what <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's
0: let's let's go with consume <laughs> exactly
1: but like that's the that's Mm -hmm. the is that what he means question and and the answer is no obviously that's not what happened but um yeah it makes people it gets people's attention big time
0: yeah all right so i think that about wraps it up for this week um do you happen to have written down what our next uh, statement is going to be oh i knew you
1: were going to ask me and now i'm blanking out i'm me i'm such a good host and husband yeah you just set me up for that ah god tim's just calling himself i am the i am and he's oh john eight yeah yeah before abraham i am right um it's and And then they picked up rocks (laughs) and then they picked up rocks because he was equating himself to the god of abraham so yeah that's a pretty big deal All right. We'll yeah, you thought that, that making yourself time. into bread and wine was con- confrontational this takes it up a notch I think so alright
0: alright well I have one I'm last go- thing to say before we end this ok one last thing
2: well I think that was a great thing Yeah. let's do this again some other time
1: <laughs> yeah you like studying the bible together yeah let's cool. do it
2: again some other week it <laughs> sounds good. All right. So well,
0: I'm Casey. This precise. is Amy. And that's Evie. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to Stories of Hope, a Bible Discovery Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at www.biblergkunden.da forward slash hope.